everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Franksgiving. We are in Missouri right now, home for the holidays. And not only is it Thanksgiving today for us, but it's also Franksgiving, like she said, because it is Francesca's birthday. So birthday week, birthday, birthday month. Week. Here we are. Today, we are super excited about our guest today. And our guest is a special one. He is our brother, Max. So Max is absolutely um, another saucy sib. So this man somehow finds himself in just as crazy of situations. He's a world traveler. He went to a very prestigious college. He was a D1 athlete. He got a materials chemistry engineering degree. Then he went to medical school. Now he is um, an emergency room doctor up in New York. Um, So we also call him the golden child. Exactly. And so not only does he get into all of these crazy situations like we do, but he does save lives on the day to day to day. So it's so fun to pick his brain and just hear what he's gotten into. Um, But yeah, super excited for you to hear about it. So enjoy Thanksgiving with the fam. And don't forget to follow us, subscribe and give us a five star rating. You guys on Apple Podcasts helps us so much. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it, guys. Love you. Chef's kiss. (laughs) Hey, Francesca, where are we? Oh, we are still coming at you live from our parents' basement. Oh, but we have our first guest on today, the third saucy sib. How are we doing? <laughs> Welcome, Matthew James Maximiliano Peter Piazza. That's his full name, literally. Here we are. Let's do it. One of the reasons why we wanted Max on the show so badly is. Not only is he our brother, but we also love to uh, pick his brain about a lot of things. Uh, And so we thought he'd make a great guest. For example, one time, there I was in the jungles of Taiwan, and I thought I needed to talk to my brother about something. Well, I like to call this the one and only time that I've received a dick pic. So that happened. (laughs) Um, Well, you see, guys, I was having like a bit of a crisis um, where I needed to. I just. okay. so I was in the jungles and I was wearing cotton underwear. And I guess I just had a bit of a, a weird rash on my private area. Wow, what a what a way to start the podcast out. <laughs> We're just really jumping into it. So I had a rash and I was wearing cotton underwear. Episode six, STI. <laughs> no, um, it wasn't an STI, but I thought it was. So I had a, a little bit of a rash and I just needed to figure out what it was. And so I had to send Max a photo and be like, yo, brother, please help me out with this. And we'll just say that there's not a good medical term for what I saw except swamp dick. Swamp dick. And... uh that's you know as soon as you, you don't need you can imagine it just from the description i gave you there yeah i guess it's like a it's a thing that a lot of the army men got in uh, the Vietnam so is gangrene on your dick no it's not, not gangrene quite. oh my gosh <laughs> no it's just I, it honestly wasn't that bad looking but max told me to take an antiseptic white pad from my um first aid kit and just kind of wipe it down and it was gone the next day so uh cheers to that honestly i don't know what we would do without the free medical advice but no it's uh it's really just been like a blessing having a doctor in the family and because as a self-proclaimed and definitely labeled by other people hypochondriac i pretty much just get to call max constantly and Because I'm always freaking out that, like, I have cancer, that I'm dying. Um, Do you mind when we call you with crazy ailments and be like, Max, help me? 
No, it's all good. I just feel bad because sometimes it takes me two days to get back to you. And I'm like, hopefully they're alive still. Mm, you know, <laughs> are we alive? <laughs> One of these days, I'll die because you didn't get back to me quick enough. I know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, God forbid we ever went to an actual emergency room. Honestly, like, I'd probably just call Max, like, repeatedly. He's, like, come out of places, Francesca. I'm, like, literally watching the surgery right now. Please stop calling me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about your your rashes. Nick, stop calling me. I should start calling your wife. Is Max around? Before we uh, just jumped right in there with that intro, let's talk about what are, what are we drinking, guys? True Saucy Sibs fashion. Max came home, or he woke me up. I think I was taking a little nap, and he's like, Nick, let's go to the wine and cheese store. and We need to get stuff for Negronis. So we picked up on my mom's Pomeranian named Bitsy, and we drove to the store. Uh, and we got some stuff for Negronis, and Max made me some Negronis. And Francesca, I got you a, what was it? It's a Super Tuscan, but old world, of course, because I'm on a cleanse. So <laughs> you're still permitted to drink old world wine on a cleanse in my book. Cheers. <laughs> Saucy sip tip number seven. Good red wine is good for you. Max, can you uh, <laughs> can you confirm that with your doctor knowledge <laughs> that if you are sick, you can still drink Italian wine? Well, it sounds like uh, you can also use an enema of that, correct? Of wine? No. So my brother like came home and he saw my like enema machine like in the bathroom, but he thought it was a Camelback, and it, he was very confused. And then I was just thinking, imagine how bad it would be if you took that on a hike and then put it in your mouth and then. Very quickly realized it was not a camelback. As if someone would, you know, mistake my enema. Ew, I'm so <laughs> grossed out with you two. Thank- oh, you started it. But no, so sorry, like coffee enemas. I it's See, that's more in like the holistic health community. I feel like the allopathic doctor, like Western medicine, doesn't isn't really into coffee enemas. But in the school of thinking that I follow, if you... You know, it's special coffee, which they would not let me make them any enema coffee the other day. And I was like, this coffee hasn't been in my ass. My whole family calls it my ass coffee (laughs) because you have to buy special coffee because it's not it doesn't have any mold, no pesticides. Then you make the coffee, you put it in the thing. And when it you have like the what the vagus nerve and you're in in your intestines. Yeah. And then so the idea is that you like the coffee goes up there, stimulates the vagus nerve and it detoxes your liver. What do you think about that? I don't know. I only have three rules. What? That's all you got to know. You only have three rules? And I don't put things in my butt. Hmm. Imagine if you went to the doctor and they were like, all right, take this coffee and put it in your ass. Wait, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> I ha- huge. This is like a real thing in the holistic health community. Like, pre- I, I'm starting. I'm on a cleanse. I'm going to be doing coffee enemas like twice a day. I'll report back. I feel like it would be fun but um one time (laughs) my friend i was in china and my friend got a yeast infection anyway so she went to the doctor and she came back and um she's just like pulling out her little bag and it was literally a turkey baster and some soy sauce and they told her just to put soy sauce up her cavity no it wasn't actual soy sauce yes it was okay so nick used to live in china and that's something they do yeah absolutely I don't think Max would prescribe people to do that, but like, I mean, yeah. (laughs) That's nuts. Well, actually, we're going to do questions later, but one of the 
main questions we got from the Instagram. We were like, listen, ER doctor at your fingertips. What do you guys want to know? And the question I got the most was, what's the craziest thing you've seen in a patient's ass? I mean, it depends. Do we want to talk about the tongs, just things so big they had to be cut out? Or are we talking a carrots, celery? God, this is like Jeopardy. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go with uh, tongs for 500, Max. <laughs> so this guy came in with tongs up there, you know, clapping around, came in on the side, on his side in an ambulance. And you have to ask yourself, you know, how is this going on? And he said that... They just kind of, he was cooking, and I was like, okay, I cook, all right, all right, keep, go on. I was cooking naked, and I was like, you know, I don't do that, but all right, go on. I dropped the tongs, and I fell on them. Well, well you're losing me there, but all right, let's let's help you out here today. Mm. Max told us that they all try and lie, and he has to have, like, the conversation with them. Well, so you always got to be non-judgmental, but some people... You know, obviously people are embarrassed. You have to put them at ease whenever they're in an ER and you take care of people the best way you can. But yes, some people, you know, don't, are just so embarrassed that they can't actually tell someone what they kind of do in their own personal time at their house. I mean, if I got something stuck up there, I would be so embarrassed. I would probably flee the country (laughs) with it still up there. (laughs) You can like die. What... Okay, so just random fruit all the time? I mean, it happens, or yeah. vegetables, I guess. Fruit well, would be a little... <laughs> well, at least fruit, you know. It de- decomposes on its own, mostly. Oh, God. I mean, so do you basically just tell them, like, once it's removed, like, hey, if someone you know were to put tongs up there, again, you know, in a crazy hypothetical, just, you know, maybe you could do something like a plastic tong Wink, wink, like a dildo. Wink, wink. I do have a little bit of a safe sex toy talk sometimes, yes. Ooh, a safe sex toy talk. <laughs> Nick's acting like he wants her. <laughs> Asking for a friend. Asking for a friend. <laughs> so what else would you use for a tongue? <laughs> okay, we'll go to the next question. So the next thing someone wanted to know is, what is something false about like TV doctor shows that you've like noticed? Well, first, all the medicines and everything's are always wrong. Always. Always so far off. Like, what do you mean? You know, someone's... Well, one, if someone's in asystole, meaning their heart's not beating, you don't shock it. That happens in every show. When someone flatlines, you just do chest compressions. You don't shock that. Oh, I totally thought it was. I thought they used that thing all the time. It's only when the heart's beating so fast or just fibrillating and vibrating, basically, that it needs to be shocked back into a normal rhythm. So that's the biggest misconception here. Oh, Oh my gosh. I am about to, like, if I, if it was (laughs) post-apocalyptic and someone had flatlined them, I would just be electrocuting them, is what you're saying, over and over. I'd put them in a bathtub with a toaster, just be like, come back to life. I mean, I think that was in one of the Thor movies. Oh, yeah? Maybe. I don't know. I I haven't seen them all. (laughs) All right, and uh, <laughs> this is great. So next, next question that someone sent in, actually from my friend Jesse in New Zealand. <laughs> she said, if you were on an island and you had to choose, which saucy sib would you want to be with you and why? Think hard about your answer, Max. <laughs> I know. This is a dangerous one. Is there a way to pass on this one with or 
without yeah. getting killed? I think there's only one right answer. But... I think there's only one right answer too. Well, but unfortunately, it's not me. <laughs> unfortunately, one time I did go to Nepal and almost died on the side of a mountain and then got picked up by a bus full of people that only spoke Russian and then almost fell down a cliff. And I'm going to say the words about 10,000 feet and you all are thinking I'm exaggerating. Yeah, Max and I had a really crazy time in Nepal and we basically hitchhiked and this van picked or this bus picked us up and yeah and all the seats were like falling off of the benches there and um yeah you almost fell out of the window at one point no yeah because the windows were like way bigger and totally open and i was bound because i was on the way back and i was basically just sitting like laying on top of the pile of all the luggage and everything like all of our backpacking bags and i almost fell out of it i'm drunk so i'm just like woo, <laughs> woo, <laughs> bouncing all around um, so I guess you're saying that I would definitely be the saucy said. I think I already chose. All right, perfect. You you were more saying you ended up in a death trap, so you were almost sounding like you were depends you... on the situation. I if... mean, I don't think I'm the right choice. I think I have insane dietary restrictions. I think I'm the moodiest person I know. <laughs> um, and I don't have any survival skills. So. <laughs> Do you know how to build a fire, Francesca? Uh, yeah, I was actually, okay, Nick, I was a Girl Scout until I was in college. <laughs> I don't know if I was in a room with 10 very fierce politicians, I think Francesca would have them all crying. Oh, and they would eat us both alive. I am the meanest, yeah. and the most cunning, <laughs> most psychotic. So <laughs> thank you, Max. I appreciate that. He would just look at them and be like, what do you mean? You're drinking California cab? Aren't you like a senator? <laughs> God, just rip them apart. No, I feel like I just find their weakness and destroy them. So that's another reason we wanted to have Max on because he really is kind of the other part of this triangle with the saucy sibs because, you know, he is the golden child, which we like to refer to him as. Um, this kid's resume is a little ridiculous. But more than just that, he is also just as crazy of like a traveler and has like the craziest stories. And for our last question, someone wanted to know what you think of the Saucy Sibs and what we're doing right now. Well, I think it's awesome. And also, you guys were already celebrities before all this. And then now there's just a name for it for the Saucy Sibs. I didn't even know if you guys knew this, but everyone somehow found out my work about you guys. And then they all talk a little bit about it. And someone will ask, oh, hey, is that your brother that's a horse wrangler in Southern Illinois? And someone will say, no, 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 he's, you know, a ski bum in Aspen. And someone else will go, no, he lives in the back of a bar in Japan. And I said, all those are true. The timeline's a little bit off. And then someone said, no, his sister, you know, is a chef on a yacht in Croatia. No, she's, you know, works on Wall Street and doing everything. No, they're both in a van going across the, the whole U.S. filming a new show. And I say, well, all those are true. <laughs> Oddly, it's just the timeline's been a little bit off and over there. You know what's not true? It's that we're in a van. <laughs> I wish that we had a van. Aw, little Regina. Well, could you guys imagine having a boring ass sibling? No. Be like, oh, yeah, what's the third sibling like? Oh, Max. He it, just reads books at home and works at a gas station. I'd be like, oh. But like if anyone met her parents, like 
it kind of makes sense. Like, they're insane. But how they got all three of us, I mean, God bless them. But Max, you're probably you're the most stable. So we always say that we can do whatever we want because Max is like married. He's definitely going to give them grandchildren. And like, they're, they're just like very picture perfect. And my mom just, you know, begs me to get married every day. And we don't know if it'll ever happen. <laughs> I feel like that because, you know, I don't really, you know, being gay and everything, I don't really, they're not expecting grandchildren so hard. I'm like, listen, I have an older brother who's married, so the pressure's on you, Max. What do you think of that? Here we are in the way it's going to be. Yeah, right? Ooh, Max, what's your favorite Piazza-ism? So in our family, we call them Piazza-isms because... We have these like family sayings that people are like, oh, like, where's that from? And I'm like, I, I don't know. It's just something we say. <laughs> and um, yeah, do you have a favorite? Can you not even think of one right now? It always fits. It always fits. Every single time we were loading the car, it, I was told it always fits and it goes in. And I didn't realize the rules the parents had were actually innuendos the whole time. I actually never put that together until just now. <laughs> the other one was a smart girl always brings a wrap. I thought that meant a jacket my whole life. That's what it means. A jacket. But like a put it's it like together. A what? Put it together with the first rule. Like a condom? No, moms doesn't talk about condoms. Yeah, no, it's, it's a smart girl always brings a wrap. She's talking about like a pashmina. No, I know. But it's it, it has two meanings. No, Nick thinks mom's making an innuendo. No way. Well, whether they were meant to be or not, it's there. They still are. Nick, do you have a favorite? Um, I Oh, my God. Wait, one thing I was going to say about It Always Fits. Um, <laughs> we would go on these uh, family road trips, and they were always pretty long and intense. But I, And we would fit, like, three dogs, three kids, all of our stuff into it, and our parents, and we would go, you know, down to Florida or something. I remember in school, we went on a road trip where we got a coach bus where we all had our nice seat and everything like that. And we went to Disney World and everyone's like, okay, make sure you bring extra comfy clothes, bring some snacks because, you know, it's a long car ride. And I was like, guys, we are in a coach bus. I remember like being shoved in the back, no seatbelt, eating dog treats next to dogs. <laughs> no, really. We, we were, but basically you were in like the trunk. We called it his apartment. <laughs> And I was like, wow, I have my own apartment. Really, I was in the trunk with three dogs. <laughs> like a large trunk, like an SUV, but still. <laughs> I know. Um, yay for road trips. And I was like, wait. Was you like, would think that would have made us not like it. But like, we went on so many. My dad used to take the seats. This is totally not safe. He would take the middle seats out of our... Um, yeah, the middle seats out of the SUV. Yeah, the... No, what's the... Minivan. And then we would just put blankets down and make like a fort, like on the floor, is how we would drive places long distance. Just bouncing around. <laughs> Made multiple pillow forts in there. Yeah, and he set up like a PS2 back there. But like we didn't have like a nice car, really. Like, so we hooked up our own TV and like our a separate VCR underneath it and like set it in the middle on the ground. Wasn't that like playing off of a second DC, like extra battery we found? Yeah, no, it was. Uh, and we had a little outlet that my dad, like, my dad's a electronic engineer, so he would always, like, fix things up and create, you know, these contraptions. So we had an outlet that we could play. And, In 1998. I don't think it was 1998. Yeah, it would have been eight. I think it would have been, like, 2000, 2002. Right, right. Weird. 
So, Max, being a saucy sib, as if being an ER doctor isn't crazy enough, you also like to spend your holiday vacation time going on these epic excursions where you also get into troubled times. What are some of the things that have happened to you recently? Well, I basically finished all my medical school rotations a little bit early and planned this trip to Peru. So I backpacked across Peru by myself. I enlisted this guy to be my guide through the jungle in Peru, not really knowing what I was getting into. I mean, obviously, I knew the jungle can be dangerous in Peru, but I didn't really know how rough it could be. So I'm out with this guy on this boat, which is a tree trunk that's been hollowed out and has a little motor on the back. And we're just cruising down the Amazon River. Just you two in the boat? Yep. God, this is so like developing world and it looks very nice with the sun going and everything and then all of a sudden the wind changes the sky turns green and the guy all of a sudden starts gets a very stern look on his face and turns this little puppy engine up as high as it could go and all of a sudden the wind picks up and almost kicks our boat over a little bit and he just keeps going fast was it like a trolling motor or like a little fishing boat like a little fishing boat okay okay then all of a sudden, the wind got too strong, and he just turns the boat as hard as he can and then just runs it full speed into the side of the river. And so we hit an embankment that's like 10 feet high. And then he's just looking at me, and he speaks a mix of Spanish and Quechua, which is the jungle language in Peru, like mm. a Native American language. Quechua. And hmm. like it's a, it's kind of like, you know, Incan kind of. Then... All of a sudden, he just says, wait, 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 and the wind's picking up around us, and it starts raining really hard, and all of a sudden, he runs past me and jumps into the water. Meanwhile, this isn't just normal water. This isn't a pool. So wait, your guide just abandons you and jumps into the water? Yes, with the caimans, the caimans, which is the, you know, 30-foot-long alligators in there, you know, the dinosaur-type alligators in the Amazon. This is like, I've heard of these caimans before, and- like, they just eat you, right? They're literally dinosaurs. Go look it up right now on your phone. You're going to be scared that it exists. I'll look it up. Go on. It shouldn't exist. So now I'm sitting there. I'm not waiting around to see what happens next. I dive head first with my backpack on right behind this guy. That's actually how I broke my phone, was diving into really? this river. <laughs> and all of a sudden, then we then have to swim out back to shore because the, skirt, cause the, the current took us a while. And then we get onto shore. And then we're hiding underneath the embankment. And then I cop, I pop up above the water and look back. And I realized our boat's gone. And there's a tree mm. where it was. Wow. A tree just took just out our boat. Over. And our was, boat's gone. How, how wide was the tree? Like, we're talking a full-on rainforest monster. Like, you know, more than seven feet across. And it's just, our boat's gone, buried underneath this tree. So then he starts looking at me, and he's like are you ready? And I'm just thinking, ready for what? <laughs> he climbs up the embankment and starts sprinting through the forest, you know, with the anacondas and everything. He just starts sprinting away from you. Yeah. God, so, I wish I had like a video on you, like a movie, like <laughs> just your face. So I start sprinting after him and then he says, eyes up because there's trees falling that I'm dodging back and forth as we're running through the forest. So we keep running for a while until all of a sudden we come to this large clearing and in the middle of the clearing, there's this little hut. And then we dive in there, 
and there's just four Peruvians sitting in there drinking beer. Just and, like, oh, this is jungle shit. <laughs> and I just, I walk in and I was like, wow, that was crazy. We almost died. One of them looked at me and said, this storm ha- happens once a year. Don't be so dramatic. You're kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if someone told me, what? just don't be dramatic after my guide jumps into the river and then starts sprinting away from me? My boat just got chopped in half, dude. <laughs> I've never been in a situation like that. <laughs> so I'm, I would be dramatic. Oh, for sure. Then the next day, it gets even worse, though. He brings me out back to where my hut was, and my hut's destroyed by a tree. So if I had been sleeping in that hut, I would just be dead if I had been sleeping in there. What was the hut made out of? Just wood. Wooden nails and stuff? Yeah. Hmm. So then he says, this is going to be great fishing weather. (laughs) So the next morning, you know, I... I end up uh, I end up sleeping in that first, you know. So in the morning, we go check out my hut. We pull my stuff out of it. And then we go fishing. He brings me out on a tree. And he hands me a stick and some string and a hook. I think I'm fishing for like a guppy or something. Mm-hmm. Some tiny little fish. Meanwhile, something grabs this hook. And he grabs around my waist. And he says, don't let go, don't let go, don't let go in Spanish, and I'm holding on, we're wrestling this thing down, all of a sudden, I see it's getting close, and I go to grab the fish and bring it out of the water, he slaps my hand, and he goes, Pez Electronico, Pez Electronico. Oh, electric fish. It was a, it was an eight foot long electric eel. <laughs> Do they eat eel, I guess? I, you know, I, I don't know, all I know is. You guys caught it. We reeled it in eventually and then got it back and i just wish i would have known that that's what we were fishing for i didn't need any more adrenaline in my life after the night before but maybe i did i just didn't know i did it sounds like they just failed to give you a lot of like information and cautions while you went on this whole trip i don't think you really get information and caution in like third world countries all the time especially like a jungle guide in peru so can you not like if the electric eel is out of the water. Can you not touch it? So not till, you know, it relaxes, but it's more dangerous in the water. He right. was saying, I didn't corroborate that with, you know, an, en- an encyclopedia, but. Hmm. Do you remember encyclopedias? No. You never had to use I've them. never used a goddamn encyclopedia. Oh gosh. Did you? I had to yeah. use them for like school to like do, if you did like a book report, you had to like go home or go to the library and like use an encyclopedia. Nope, we just learned how to use Google. <laughs> and that was just to start the research. I needed to go yeah. find a book. Yeah, I to totally remember more. that. I mean, I was like, yeah, I was using encyclopedias for a bit. The Dewey Decimal System, man. I mean, the Double D. The Dewey Decimal System still used today and a lot of like I no, I never like used an encyclopedia. I mean, I I get the idea and I've been in libraries that have it. Even my school had them, but like no, we've never like picked up an encyclopedia i've used a thesaurus but i think that was really only to be told what a thesaurus is but no i've never yeah used anything like that if you're not starting your research on tiktok and then wikipedia what are you doing hey i'm not gen z okay i remember a time <laughs> but i saw a meme today or like a little a reel that was like oh me two years ago and it's like oh tiktok is that what the kids are on like yeah i'm good and then it's like me two years later like trying to figure it out and i was like this is me this is where i'm at right now 
Well, what's kind of weird about TikTok is, yeah, it was adopted by Gen Z first, but then it skipped millennials and it was Gen X that started using it. So think about it like, you know, middle-aged women and moms stayed home and they got more involved with TikTok and then the millennials adopted it, which is kind of weird. Usually it doesn't work like that. I feel like you'd write a dissertation on that. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. So Nick and I used to just basically, we were a little bit too hyper as kids sometimes. Absolutely. And we would sometimes just get kicked out of our house with a sandwich and lovingly sent to the woods where... As every good mother should do to their children. Which, by the way, has done more for us than, than we could ever imagine. Exactly. So we would go hiking back there and we found in the middle of the woods an abandoned mansion, a very large mansion, just completely had been abandoned for at least 20 years. And when you're a kid and you stumble on something like this, this was like, I felt like I was living the Goonies dream right now. And so we got into it. And, you know, it's just this place completely gutted. There's nothing in it. It's literally just a foundation and brick is all that's in there. And so then we we bring Francesca there to see what's up with it. First mistake. And then come to find out... There was a raid there because, I don't know, I guess every high schooler in the St. Louis greater metro area. Yeah, we started like sneaking in alcohol and we would just party in this mansion. We had lights set up, music. It was like a whole thing. It was like the spot in high school. Because um, I mean, literally like a full on mansion. But yeah, then the police raided it. <laughs> And uh, it got like boarded up again and everything. So killed that. That's so saucy, Sibs. Like Max and Nick find a mansion. Francesca burns to the ground with her parties. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some of my fondest memories are growing up at your high school parties because mom and dad would leave and me and Max would just be like at a high school party. Yeah, this there was this thing I would do. So basically, so that my brothers wouldn't tell on me that I was having parties in high school, I would like bribe them. I'd be like, listen, you can come to the party, but you have to be security. So they would like be the bouncers. And then also they would like help me dispose of all the like cans and everything, which actually, you know what I found? I realized the other day, dad told me that storm drains go to the river which I didn't know. And I was like, wow, all the beer cans that I put down the neighborhood storm drains after my parties. And he was like, what? And I was like, dad, like 10 trash bags full of just cans down the storm drain. It's terrible. <laughs> I didn't know. Thought it, I, don't, I don't know. You thought it was the sewer. Yeah. It's still bad. <laughs> yeah, that shit's not breaking down in there. No, I, it probably got clogged up in like a creek somewhere. Yeah, like my childhood creek. <laughs> <laughs> Just ruining it for the children. But no, you guys do. You, yeah, you guys would always beat all my parties. There would be beer pong, you know, just I'm the regular things. Although we kind of went a little all out sometimes. Sometimes we would remove all the furniture from the house and set up like stages and have bands and like light shows were involved. And I even would like bribe the neighbors to not tell my parents or call the cops. And I would like give them my cell phone number and tell them where they could call if they had an issue. You really did do like the administrative work for these because I remember you also had all the cars park at the park near our house. And then you would run shuttles to pick everyone up at certain times. So there would be no cars parked at the house. 
Yeah. So if a cop showed up, like it wouldn't even look like anything. We just like have to like turn the music down and like be quiet. And then there's no cars and you can't see in the windows. Like, how would you even know there's a party? Max, do you remember this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, you and I got, I can't even remember. I was pretty young for this, but we got into a lot of shenanigans about this. Because I was yeah, like, I usually left. I didn't usually stay. One time, though, your friend, his mom came and picked him up and he was vomiting everywhere. And then his mom called my mom. That was your graduation party. Oh, that was my graduation party. <laughs> Whoops. So that wasn't my fault. That was, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we are having a pre-Thanksgiving because Max has to go back up to New York and back to Olivia and to work. Um, so the family's coming over. I hear my mother's crazy friend, Kate, upstairs. They're already having wine and cheese without us. My glass is a little low. My Negroni's empty. Crazy fun all around. So, uh, yeah. Till next time, guys. Chef's kiss. Mwah. Mwah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that works. Have a good night, y'all. Stay close.